why am I here on this planet in this lifetime? It's not to be mediocre. We came to be extraordinary. And the only thing that's going to stop us from, from creating, generating that thing that we were put on this planet to cause and create and generate is an interpretation that we're not worthy, we're not ready, we're not enough. And so it's almost like when you suffer a physical injury to your brain, something else comes online that's almost, in my experience, divine. It's, it's my life's work is to not care what people think. I find that the more me I become, the, the more it pisses people off sometimes. Welcome back to another episode of the Yes And podcast. I am your host and serial entrepreneur, Bunny Young. And per usual, I have a incredible and sexy guest that I'm bringing on that happens. I I just have like the best friends in the world that are willing to come in and have these conversations. And so I cannot wait to dive into this. I actually found two things that I had no idea about this guest about that I can't wait to share with you. You probably knew it one of them before I did because I live under a rock. But I have one of the world and galaxies leading coaches and leading minds in all things abundance and very much a yes and lifestyle, if I do say so myself. And so I am also bringing this guest on because if you've been on my Instagram lately, you know that I'm absolutely obsessed with her new single. And so we are going to see if she'll give us a little sneak peek of that. So without further delay, we're going to bring on Miss Jenna Phillips-Ballard. Hey, baby. Hey, girl. So happy to be here. So excited to be here and connecting with you. It's cool. I know. And like we were talking about, like this is the conversations that we just have offline. And now we get to give everybody a little sneak peek into that. Starting with something that I don't think you lead with in any of our conversations, but I had no idea that you were Ben Stiller's coach. Yes, I, I was his his mindset coach, his personal trainer, um, his his guide in in many aspects, and he was my first private client when I was twenty three years old, which was such a trip. You mentioned something about you know like manifestation, like I I that's something that I I love to talk about. I love to teach people how to manifest literally anything and everything, and and also like show people that it's actually, it's actually a lot easier than one would think. We think that it's to manifest the whole. Ma- the whole message around manifestation can be really confusing because some people will say that like, all you need to do is think about it. And that's not the only way to manifest things. There's, there are multiple layers to successfully creating manifestations in one's life. And it's not by doing more, of course. Like manifestation is about, of course, first believing that you're worthy of said thing and then trusting that you get to be in harmony with the universe and make a powerful request and then have your energy, your frequency be vibing at the same as whatever it is that you say that you want. And how I manifested Ben Stiller, I was in at this time um, in a really abusive relationship. And I was, I didn't have the financial means to move out on my own and do my own thing. So I was, I felt very stuck in this relationship. And I remember asking the universe one time, not many times, but just once, gosh, I would love to have an exit. And I just was curious about what that could look like. I wasn't focusing on the fact that I felt stuck. I was like, ooh, it would just be amazing if I could just have an exit. And then I'd been a trainer for one month. I was certified for one month at at this, uh, this Pilates studio. And my boss came up to me one day and he said, hey, do you want to go on location and train Ben Stiller for four months? I'm like, well, funny you should ask because that's exactly how I'm going to get to move out of this horrific relationship. And it was like, I mean, I got, and of course, like all the, you know, 
the ego stuff and that, well, I've only been a trainer for a month and there are like seven other trainers at this studio and they are more qualified and they've got like all these certifications. And before I even like spoke any of that out into existence, he said, I'm hiring you because of your energy. It's because of who you are. And he said, you're going to be the best fit for him, the, the perfect trainer, like the perfect person for him. And so we don't manifest things based on what we've accomplished in our life. We don't have things necessarily because we've accomplished. It really comes down to who we are and the way that we engage with people and the way that we, the way that we show up. And so simply by me being who I am, being who I was, and being curious about something is how I manifested Ben Stiller as my first private client when I... <laughs> When I was 23 years old. And, you know, so that's that. I know. And I appreciate you having the photo as well, because I was like, I don't know. I Reading it is one thing, but like also the energy, you were talking about the energy. I I see that so much as an energy that you would vibe with, like another soul that you would vibe with and connect with. And there's something that you said about your certifications. And I don't know if you had this awareness at 23, but from our conversations, I know that you have this awareness now. And so I'd love to just dive a little bit deeper into that. It's like, because I did this when I was a therapist. Like, I can't, you know, I, I'm a therapist. But I, the truth is, you're Jenna. I'm Bunny. Like, the the certifications don't certify us to be who we are. If anything, they're just tools in our toolbox. And so I love that what you said was more around like how your energy is what qualified you for that moment in your life more than anything else. No agency, no school, even having a master's degree in my experience, it's like it took me a solid decade to figure that out, that to fully own my power, that didn't come from anybody except for me. You know, it's kind of funny because I literally gave myself permission to um, to just own it. Because I mean, the alternative is, okay, well, I don't believe that I can do it. And then I would ultimately create or manifest some reason or some breakdown for that to not have worked out. But I, I literally was like, okay, this is my exit. And, um, I remember it was a Monday and my, I didn't tell my boyfriend at the time right away. I was like, I was like planning my escape. And then I just knew that once I told him, he'd feel like it was something that was happening to the relationship instead of something that was happening for me. And he could have come to visit me. He could have like gotten on a plane and, you know, flew to New York or flew to Vancouver, wherever we were going to be stationed. But, um, but he was devastated. And when I finally told him and then I said, I'm, I'm going and I'm doing this. And he went to work and when he came home, all my stuff was gone. I mean, I was, I was gone. And so that was just, I gave myself permission to go after the thing that I knew was really in alignment with my vision for my life because I really, my, the way that I would do fitness, fitness was the modality, but really it came down to me supporting people and knowing that they can do anything. And so the way that I was coaching people was, it was more than just having them have a, like a six pack or, um, you know, a sculpted booty. Like that was, that was part of working with me, but it was so much deeper than that. And that's why I built such an epic, awesome following. And I remember, you know, Ben and I were on location. I think that we were in Vancouver at this point and we start off in New York. We're there for 20 days and it was for the movie A Night at the Museum, like the first one that ever came out. So every time I see that movie, it pops on and he's writing, I'm like, there's my work. Um, and so we were out having dinner with the whole production, um, production crew and he stopped everyone in the middle of dinner and he, he inter- interrupted everyone's conversation. He publicly acknowledged me in front of everybody saying that I got him in the best shape of his life. And it, it was actually kind of funny. Like he, he was so 
his demeanor and the way that he was showing up as a person with other people. He was so calm. Like he, we'd have like a workout trailer and he'd like go in for the workout and he would leave like so relaxed and so just easy and not stressed and all these things. And there was a rumor that started circulating that we were sleeping together because, uh, because of just how much, like how just not stressed out he was and how he would like leave the trailer, like so relaxed. And I'm like, and I would do, I would do energy work on him. I would we'd work out. I do, um, Reiki. I was certified in Reiki. And so I just, I would like really just attune his vibration and, um, and he would leave just feeling like just amazing. And so people like, you know, started that rumor and that's also part of it, right? Like it's just, people are always, there are always going to be people to doubt you. There will always be people who are not going to, um, get you, understand you. And it's like, how do you know that you're, you're on, you're on the right track and up to big things. People are talking about you. People are spreading lies about you. People are stabbing you in the back and that's just part of it. I mean, it's, and that's the reason why a lot of people I think don't go after their dreams or they don't go after the things that they want because they're afraid of that kind of persecution or they're afraid of that kind of energy. Um, but it happens. Maybe it happens in, in my friend group, like literally suicide. Like, are we in high school? Like, what is wrong with you people? Um, but I just, I'm just clear that like, I'm, I'm whole, like as a person, I'm, I'm clear about who I am. I'm clear about, you know, my, my stand for people. And, um, it's, it's my life's work is to not be, not care what people think, you know? You know, that's, I find that the more me I become, the, the more it pisses people off sometimes. And I don't know if you've experienced the same thing. Like you're somebody that I've added to my herd of unicorns. And I've also probably taken away from that herd of unicorns, like 80% in growing here and very intentionally, who am I going to be close with and allow in that vibration and allow in that, um, what is it, like resonance? And it, do you feel like it makes people uncomfortable because we're, I'll say me, like I'm unapologetically living my life out loud and that's somehow in some way calling them forward to areas where they don't feel like they are themselves. And is it conscious or unconscious? I I think that the feeling that people actually don't like is like when you see somebody doing something that when also, I'm not, not going to say you because I'm talking about you. When a person will see somebody doing something that he or she wishes he or she were doing, um, and it creates this feeling of like, ooh, I don't like that person or ooh, that person bugs me or triggers me or like, ooh, I don't, it's, it, you're, you're not going to feel that way about somebody who is less successful than you are or one is. Um, again, I'm not talking about you, but it's, it's when people are, they get active or they get triggered by someone who's doing something is because that person decided to own their worth, that person decided to go for it. That person decided they were credible. That person decided that they were valuable enough to charge $250,000 per year for a client, right? Like it's like these things that when we see people kind of in the, in the same kind of work that we're up to and they went first, even though that maybe they're not as qualified, maybe they don't have as much experience. Maybe, maybe there's like this knowingness, like, Ooh, that person is absolutely out of integrity. Like that person was not certified in that thing that they're doing. Like that person has no idea what they're doing, but yet somehow they're doing it. And yet somehow people are flocking and the people who are flocking to them, like their lives are changing. And like, there's like all this stuff that's happening. And, and it really just comes down to a decision. It comes down to a decision that that person made. That person made 
themselves valuable. That person made themselves credible. That person made themselves qualified. And so it really just comes down to a decision. I think that there's, it really is just anger about, um, you know, the self not choosing that and, 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 and like taking that bold, risky leap of faith and just going for it. And, and it really is just a judgment. Honestly, it's the, the judgment that, um, just to save time, I'll just say I, it's like judgment that, you know, I, I have not given myself permission and I've not gone for it and I've not taken the risk. And then it's the shame around that. It's the shame around like, I know that there's only one lifetime. (laughs) I know that I don't have infinite amounts of time on this planet in this lifetime. Like, what did I come here to cause? Like, why am I here on this planet in this lifetime? It's not to be mediocre or to not take risks. It's not to like show up and not, you know, have uncomfortable conversations. It's, it's, we came to be extraordinary. And when we don't allow ourselves to be extraordinary, we experience shame and we, we experience uh, judgment. And, and, and like, that's what really feels icky. It's not the person that has us feel icky. It's the, the fact that we've not given ourselves permission to create the thing that we know that we're actually here to cause and create at the level at which we know that we were supposed to cause it and ultimately can. And, and the only person that's going to stop us from any of that is, is, is us, like ourselves. So it really is, it's that. And I think that it is really, really unconscious because the automatic thing is like, Ooh, I'm just, I don't like that person. Or I don't, I, I don't trust that person. Or, that person's out of integrity or that person's not qualified or that person's like so full of SHIT, like that person, can, you know? And so it, it takes, it takes a, okay, just checking. I didn't want to assume. Um, so, uh, but you know, it like, it really takes a high level of awareness to be able to say, oh, wow, I feel really icky about that because I haven't given myself permission to be fully self-expressed. I haven't given myself permission to do what they're doing, to go do international women's retreats where I'm just making this up, where you know I'm transforming lives in the jungle of the Amazon or whatever. It's like, we can, we can literally cause, create, generate whatever we want. It just comes down to a decision. And the only thing that's going to stop us from, from creating, generating that thing that we were put on this planet to cause and create and generate is an interpretation that we're not worthy. We're not ready. We're not enough. We can't, we don't, you know, so that's it. And, and there's always a reason there's always evidence to find for not doing it. Like, because they're the majority of the population is not necessarily that aware or living out loud. And I think this is why our community is so important. And this little like herd of unicorns that we've curated is because you have the opposite impact for me. It's like here, I think that I'm living, you know, absolutely out loud and I'm seeing somebody else that's vibrating as if our days and our lives are magical and normal. Like normal is a setting on a washing machine. However, we're normalizing the aspect that we can have everything that we want and be happy about it and still desire more. Yes, 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 that. Yeah, it's like I... I, I'm I'm always I'm so extra I'm so over the top so I'm over the top and and it's just so funny because I'm I'm kind of coming back into that like it was like ooh this feels it's, it feels normal it feels really good because I last year was I mean well last four years were really challenging for me so I'm kind of in this place now where um, I'm starting to feel more like myself in in more ways than I can even begin to describe. Um, so it was, it was postpartum mixed with being poisoned by black mold toxicity and like all of that. It was just a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. 
Um, a lot of like really big challenges um, following out of a, you know, I had a business relationship, a partnership with my mentor, my business partner, my hero, who completely manipulated and gaslit me. And that was super, really like, I mean, fun's the best word that I could describe at this point. Um, wasn't fun in the moment, but I look back on it and I'm like, wow, like, didn't I learn so much? It was like, it was business 101. Um, but it was just a lot. I mean, it was like, it was, it, it was such a, it was such a season that I thought would literally never end. And I'm just starting to, I'm, I'm really, it's the sensation of emergence. I feel like I'm emerging out of this cocooning process that has really set me up for the things that I've always said that I wanted to have and create. So I love that. I absolutely love that. And we can talk about toxic business partnerships on another podcast because, mm, yeah, that's that's one that I'm still like evaluating uh, however many years later. and. Um, there's part of this that is neurology that I want to talk to you specifically about because I wonder how much permission and how much awareness can be found in the conscious mind. And I don't even think that you know this, that we have this in common, that in 2019, I got a TBI from a car accident. So I know I know yours was barn-related. However... <laughs> might as well have been barn related. All the time that I've spent with horses, I think I've only, knock on wood, had one concussion. Um, And I spent the next really eight months of my life having to relearn everything because I was so high functioning, having five companies. I was used to operating under this delusion that I was running the companies and I had to transition to owning the companies. And all of this was because of the brain injury. And so people hear brain injury and they're like, oh, wow, you do this despite the fact that you have a brain injury. And it's almost like your, what I was reading about how you feel about your brain injury is really the first time I've ever resonated with somebody to be like, you don't understand. I'm doing this aligned with my, like my brain injury happened for me. I'm a not a totally different person. However, my brain, I don't have, Let's see how I don't, you can probably say it better than I can, but I'm not flooded with the conscious interruptions of humanness anymore. I'm more, I'm deeper in myself. How would you say it? Like, how would you align with that where it's not that chatter and that static because your brain literally went offline? Yeah. I, I mean, I, this happened um, 20, 23 and a half years ago. So it's been quite a while. Uh, I was 17 at the time. I was, chronically depressed and self-medicating and just not going down the right path and, and, and wishing that I could witness my own funeral. Cause the story that I made up was, I don't matter. I don't have any friends. Nobody cares about me. I'm worthless. And, um, and I wanted to be able to witness my own funeral to basically see who would show up to my funeral, like who would miss me, who would mourn me. And, and I was like, well, then I'll know who's really my friends. And I'm like, well, wait, <laughs> if I die, then I can't do anything with that information. So I, then I got curious and this comes back to curiosity. Like this is, this is the most, the most powerful way you can manifest anything is to be curious about it. You know, it's, it's the, and I'll, I'm going to skip forward and I'll come back, but it's the, rather than wondering like, where, where's the money and, and having stress about that or, or fear about that. It's like, well, just be curious about it. Be like, huh, I wonder where the money's going to come from. Cause the money's going to come from wherever it is right now. So to be in curiosity is to 
trust the timing of the universe and trust the timing of God and trust the timing of your, of your creator. Um, and back then I didn't know that I had the ability to manifest anything. I didn't know about law of attraction. This wasn't, it wasn't like a common, common thing that was talked about. And so then I started obsessing about being able to have, be in some kind of an accident that would be serious enough for me to be in the ICU. I was very specific about that. I started like crafting in my mind. And I just imagined, I was like, well, if I'm in the ICU and I'm in there for like a long time, then then I'll see who's actually going to show up to the hospital room. And so I was decorating for a party in this barn that we had on our property. And I was hanging sheets on the ceiling and lights and decorating. And I was walking backwards and I was looking up at a sheet that I was hanging on the ceiling. And that's the last thing I remember because I fell through the opening of the floor. And I fell 14 feet, landed on my head on concrete. I don't remember falling at all, but I'm very grateful for. Um, Instantly unconscious, in a coma, rushed to the hospital, in the ICU, and they're doing all this blood work on me. And they discovered that's, that I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. I had no idea that it was developing in my body at that time. So that was a blessing because I caught it early. Um, and I was in this coma and, my, and the doctors were saying to my, to my parents, you know, we don't, we don't think that Jenna's going to wake up anytime soon. And when and if she does, um, we don't think that she's ever going to be the same. And so the blessing was that I woke up the next day and because I had shit to do. I was like, I can't, be, I can't be in this coma for much longer. So woke up the next day, woke up with brain damage, lost the majority of my vocabulary, had to relearn how to read and write. I had no short-term memory. So made being diagnosed with diabetes very challenging. But what was remarkable about the whole thing was that I woke up a different person. I mean, I it was almost like I had this, this walk-in, like a like a, a spirit, like a new spirit kind of walk in and say, like, this energy that is occupying this body is not working. And we're gonna do a soul upgrade. And then we're gonna just we're gonna rotate it out something like that. I can't, I can't quite explain it, but that's the kind of like the, the knowingness I have that there was just something that happened to my soul when I was in that coma. I woke up happy, woke up a different person. I kept forgetting where I was and why I was there. Um, it took me a little bit of time to kind of piece it together, but absolutely like that whole experience happened for me because I diagnosis got me really excited about health and fitness, which ultimately had me become a personal trainer. Um, and, uh, and I, and I just realized I was like, well, I get to do something with, with this experience. I get to, this didn't happen for no reason. It happened for a reason. And I get to be the, the decider of that. And I just got really excited about, about just sharing kind of like what my awakening was. And, and then here's, here's the kicker. So the doctor's having a conversation with my mom and he's saying to her, you know, Jenna has one semester of high school left. We don't think she's going to wake up anytime soon. So we just really think that she shouldn't even try. Like she shouldn't even try. And I'm sitting there like, you don't know me. I was like, I am. Gonna, and I didn't say it because I couldn't put my thoughts into words yet. But I remember feeling and saying and thinking to myself, I am going to graduate on time. And that's where I learned the power of I am. And so I got really committed, really clear that like, I, it was up to me to create. A, I could have listened to the prognosis of the doctor. I mean, I could have said, you know what, you're right. And then not attempted. But I Went back to school. I mean, I used to go to school every day stoned and, and wasn't applying myself, wasn't doing my homework, wasn't, I just didn't care. So went back to school, missed three weeks of school, went back, didn't miss a single day. And when I, oh, so here's an even another kicker. I get home from the hospital. I'm in the hospital for a week and my whole room was covered in, in banners that the whole school signed. Everybody signed things like, Jenna, we miss you. We love you. We miss your smile. Get well soon. Balloons, flowers, stuffed animals, like so much love and support. And when I got back to the school, the marquee said, welcome back, Jenna Phillips. So I just had so much love and so much support. Like so many people showed up to my hospital room. They had to turn people away. So I got what I asked for. Um, and I went back to school and applied myself every single day and worked my butt off and 
mean, the homework that I would have, I had to unscramble four letter words. Like the word park was all mixed up. And I looked at it, I'm like, and I knew that it should be easy. And it just, I remember feeling so frustrated because my brain just was not firing. Like I was like, it, you know, used to, um, but I just was committed. You know, I learned, I learned how to be resilient. I learned how to apply myself. I learned how to, how to follow through on, on something that I started. Cause I, that was not me, um, prior to that. And so it really, it taught me how to be resilient It taught me how to see th- something to the end and surpass my own expectations and prove motherfuckers wrong. And, um, you know, I just, I just made it happen. Like I, I, that's it. And so it was, that was a, a, a vital part of the development of what it means to be an entrepreneur, what it means to be a leader, what it means to be a visionary, what it means to overcome anything. And I didn't allow that to minimize my greatness. I didn't allow that to slow me down. I allowed it to become fuel for my fire. I love that. Uh, Especially the part where it's like, I'm creating my own story. And something that you and I resonate a lot on is that life is not happening to you. It's happening for you. And that's where my curiosity about like having a brain injury comes from of it's like it shuts off the thought of what's possible. Because what we know about, what humans know about the brain, what doctors know about the brain and what they're operating from. And one of my mentors is a neurosurgeon. And so I have a lot of experience talking about the brain and he'll be the first one to say like, we know nothing. We basically know nothing about the power of the brain let alone the power of the human spirit and soul and desire. And so it's almost like when you suffer a physical injury to your brain, something else comes online that's almost, in my experience, divine. It's like, don't worry about what you think anymore. Just go forward with your calling. Yeah. And it's, you know, we oftentimes, our our brain's kind of on autopilot in a lot of ways. Like our subconscious handles a lot of things for us. Um, which I think is really comes down to survival in in many ways. But what I got to discover in that was I allowed my, it was like my, the the intuitive gifts in my body is like, I almost was leading with that. And then my mind caught up. Like I just moved through it anyway. I didn't wait to think about it. I just moved and I just did it. And I was it. And then my brain finally caught up with like, oh, this is what it, this is what it feels like. This is what it is. And so, um, but it really was also a decision that I made. I mean, one final decision, like I am, I am going to graduate on time. And it was like, I initiated something in my body that it, so it's like the chicken or the egg, like what comes first? I think it's just, it's, you know, we think linearly. And I think that that's what gets it kind of confusing. I think that all those things were kind of happening at the same time where, um, it wasn't that, like, it wasn't a linear thing. I think it really was just, all these things were working together to have, it really was like my, my, my creator. It was my higher self that was really kind of watching me through the lens of memories and, and how I remember myself at this time is I'm really proud of who I was. I'm proud of the woman that I was, the, the young woman that I was that moved through it because without that choice, I wouldn't be where I am today. Had, had my previous version, the previous version of myself, had my, the past version of myself, not been willing to make a brand new choice, I don't know what my life would look like. And so moment by moment, I mean, every, every single moment's a choice point. We always have the opportunity to make a powerful choice. And, and so, and every choice that we make creates a brand new trajectory for our life. So if you think about moments in your life where you made a choice or like, oh, that wasn't my best work. Oh, couldn't have made a better choice about that. But then that created some sort of a domino effect. 
And then at some point, you, I, we made different decisions to, to kind of get us back on track or get us back in alignment to like shift the trajectory all over again. But every single choice that we make creates a brand new trajectory. So it's like, we can literally change our lives in any given moment. Not, oh, well, I need to do this and, and I need to, uh, it's like, it doesn't have to be so hard. It literally just comes down to a decision. Yeah. What are your choices? What are you choosing? So I know we're wrapping up and I want to, yes, we're wrapping up and. <laughs> it's true. Yes, and. I want to bring in something that I want to give you an opportunity to discuss the song because I texted you when I was in Mexico, like that I was blasting this in the shower on repeat on Spotify because I couldn't get it to download when you sent it, when you texted it to me in the group. And so I had to wait. I had to wait with everybody else to get your jam on Spotify. And then you were laughing at me because I think I made three reels in like one week with it because it's like each and every little part of it to me was almost like a different prompt, like a different permission slip, a different, it just hits different because of the way that you took it through. So I, I just want to give you some space to either riff on it or share what you want to share with the listeners about this. Yeah, well, I mean... Thank you for that. Um, yeah, I mean, this was this was a four year process, to be honest. I mean, I first recorded this four years ago um, with different music in the background, and then I was like, "Ooh, I want to like polish it and and just like really vamp it, or, like revamp it, and like have it be just even more amazing." So the first time I recorded it, it was like I literally just channeled. I didn't I didn't take notes. I didn't. It just literally came through me. And so I looked at the at the recording, and I'm like, you know, I think that I can still say the same thing, but in different order to have it be more of a storyline. Like I want to take people on more of like this kind of like this journey. And so I just reorganized some of the things that I said, but it's all still essentially the same. Um, and I wanted to have different background music to go with it. And I was like, I want more bass. Like I want this song to hook people's souls in the first three seconds that it's playing. And they're like, what is this? And that's the effect that I wanted to have on people. And so I, I attempted, I worked with like two different producers and, um, the second producer that I worked with after the first one from way back when, um, I, I loved it. And then I was going to put it on Spotify and then I realized that he used stock audio, so I couldn't put it on Spotify. So I'm like, cool. So thanks for literally nothing. Um, found another producer and like, that was a whole, that was about a year from beginning to end. Like we kept going back and forth, back and forth. I was like, I don't know how to explain this. I don't understand music terms, but like, I needed to sound like this. And so, and so we finally, finally, finally got it. And I, I got to the point of like, can I put the paintbrush down now? And I said, yes, I can. And then it was done. And then I held on to it for three months <laughs> and then launched it. I was like, I don't want to do it wrong. I don't want to, I don't want to release it wrong. And I'm, and and finally, one of my friends just stood for me and he was like, you're literally preventing the world from having this gift because of your own fear. And you're, and I was like, okay, I know you're so right. I mean, it's literally what the song is about, you know? I mean, it just goes back to, we all teach the very thing that we're here to learn more than anything else. And so I gave myself permission to release the song and not give a flying fuck if I did it wrong or right, because really just the releasing of it was my breakthrough, the, the, the letting go of it, because it was so precious to me. And, and it was the, 
what if people don't get it? What if people don't like it? Like, cause I thought it was so good. I, I genuinely thought it was so good. And I'm like, what if people don't feel the same way? And then how's that going to feel if they don't get it? And then, so, but I, I released it and the response that I got was so amazing and people were so grateful and so happy. And so many people use it in their reels and they're sharing it. And, you know, it's just, it, and, and it doesn't, it's not going to be an over, I don't want to cancel, can't cancel, cancel universe. But I'm just saying it doesn't necessarily mean that overnight it's going to be a number one best selling or most listened to whatever. It's like there gets to be a warm up phase for everything. In order to be great, you got to be good first. And so, um, so yeah, I'm releasing another song very soon and like that's in process. Um, but I just learned so much. I learned so much from recording it. I learned so much about um, really like owning my vision for it and not backing down because that was like the old me is like, oh, well, I don't want to, I don't want to be annoying. I don't want to, uh, yeah, it's, it's good enough. And we don't get to, we don't, we don't get to minimize our vision. We don't get to um, collapse our vision to fit a timeline. Like we get to collapse the timeline. So how do we do that? We give ourselves permission to be all that we authentically are. We're all here to be fully self-expressed. And so when we be generous with our energy, when we are fully ourselves, everything around us just happens much more quickly. So it was, it was fun for me to be able to create that. Just because I am so in love with your song, click on the link below and go and listen to the whole thing. But just because you guys need a taste of this before the end of this podcast, here it is. Being busy and exhausted is not a badge of honor. Being run by your calendar will not prove to the world that you matter. And finally, if you don't have the time and the space to enjoy the fruits of your labor, then is it actually worth it? What I want you to know, what I want you to remember, what I want you to relearn. That, it, it still like gives me chills just listening to the song because I feel the power and the higher the higher power that was like channeled through that song. So I just want to thank you for doing it. Thank you for putting the paintbrush down and thank you for getting out of your own way. And this is something that I've worked with clients who have written books, done programs, TED Talks, whatever it is, Jenna, that just keep tweaking it, whether it's perfectionism or whatever it is. It doesn't even matter the reason or the human story that we put behind it. And so... What process did you take yourself through? Because you just said, yeah, putting down the paintbrush, that's what I did. But I know that was a bigger process. Like what process did you put yourself through to put down the paintbrush first and say, this is complete, right? Because in having written books myself, I've published them with mistakes. There's always something, right? That we could have done better that we don't know until after the fact and to get out of your own way. I mean, it, it really was, it's, it, a friend of mine stood for me in the way that I stand for people. I allowed myself to be stood for. Um, I mean, I what I coach people into is life is now. <laughs> Nothing is guaranteed. Um, I believe that one success is proportionate to the amount of uncomfortable conversations one is willing to have. And um, and so I that's what I coach people into, you know. And so it was like I got to, I I was I got to really live my own medicine. And so I had somebody, it really just comes down to like, it's not, it wasn't self-generated. I think that God utilized a, a friend of mine to be that stand for me to really just say, what are you waiting for? 
I mean, seriously, he's like, you're not 32 anymore. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> I was like, you're right. And there was probably like a hand gesture as well with that, you know, <laughs> like, I'm like, shut up. Um, no, but, but it was, it was, it was what was needed to be said. You know, like I literally, I, I was just, it was just that. I mean, I just invite all of you who are listening right now, be willing to be a stand for, for people. Um, and also be a stand for yourself. Ask the friends in your life to stand for you because it's, it's really challenging to be accountable to ourselves. I mean, especially for those of you who are entrepreneurs, I mean, how many times have you pushed back your own deadlines? How many times have you renegotiated your own timeline? How many times have you said that it's okay to not show up and do that thing or not be your own word? Um, to yourself. It's like, well, it's not for, I'm always my word with other people, but with myself, I break it all the time. It's like, that used to be me, you know, for many years ago. And so there was this moment where I was holding on, holding on, holding on and not releasing, not letting it go. And, and it was really just that I just finally, I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, like, literally, literally, what am I waiting for? I'm prolonging the thing. When I was little, I wanted to be in a band called Flaming Logs. And, um, and then of course I had all the different, uh, lack of belief about, you know, being a, being a singer or being in a band, it was just kind of like a pipe dream. Um, and I listened to that. And, and so it was one of those things that I kind of always, I, I wanted to make music. I didn't really know what that meant or what that sounded like or it looked like. I was like, do you want to be a DJ? Do you want to be a producer? Do I want to, you know, make amazing EDM tracks? Like I didn't know, but I've kind of created my own um, my own genre. Cause the producer, like we're, we're like, we were on Spotify trying to select the genre that it is. Cause it's not spoken word. It's not. Um, and we're like, it's kind of its own thing. And like, that felt really cool. So, so, you know, I just, and I, and I realized that everybody has a song inside of them. Everybody has some kind of a song somehow, some way. And, um, cause we're all energy and, and, and music is energy and it's a vibration. So I just really gave myself permission to remember that, to know that. And then be the thing that I said that I was standing for, for others to step into by releasing it. I love that. That's like the, I don't want to end the conversation, but that's the mic drop moment for this part of our journey on, for this particular podcast episode, we'll just commit to the fact that Jenna will come back and we'll have many more conversations. I thank you so much for going there. And I just love how you are willing to not just live your life out loud, and live your life in a way that it inspires others, but also to break down the steps and the thought process and the energy behind that. Because it's one thing to just witness you on Instagram. It's another thing to to listen to kind of the the process, the recipe, the alchemy that went into that. So thank you for for being here and sharing that. Thanks for having me, Bunny. Great conversation. I really acknowledge the work that you're doing and the stand that you are and the way that you lead because you are you are the embodiment of integrity and love and authenticity. And it's just great to be in a relationship with you. Appreciate you deeply. And thanks for having me on today. Oh, awesome. So as people are taking us with them and we're finishing up this podcast, if they want to continue the conversation with you, other than stalking on my Instagram, since I'm constantly using her uh, music in my reels and tagging her. <laughs> How is the best place for them to continue this conversation with you? I would say I'm actually undergoing a total uh, rebrand right now. So, um, so I would say the best way is to just 
come find me on Instagram. I'm the only Jenna Phillips Ballard in the entire universe. There are a lot of Jenna Phillipses, so many Jenna Ballards, but only one. I'm the one and only Jenna Phillips Ballard. Um, Really easy to find. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook. And if you feel so called to see my soon to be ex website, um, you can also check that out over there. So we'd love to connect with you guys. I love it. And we'll put all of that below the show notes. And Jenna and I just from the bottom of our hearts truly do appreciate the time that you spent listening to this conversation and also the energy that you're going to take forward and move forward in the world with and the the amazing, incredible things that you're going to do with that energy. That's why we were so intentional with this conversation. That's why I wanted Jenna to be here and she did not disappoint. So... Go and follow her on Instagram. Share this episode with somebody that you care deeply about. Go and listen to Permission by Jenna Phillips Ballard on Spotify and share that with somebody that you love. Share it with 100 people that you love because the world needs to hear that song. And most of all, from the bottom of our hearts, we hope that in order to continue to live that yes and lifestyle, that you give yourself permission for that and so much more. I'll see you in the next episode of the Yes And podcast. I am Bunny Young. Thank you so much for being here.